Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's 9.30 in 716. Congressman Collins illegally tips his son Cameron about the drug trial results so that his son Cameron could trade on those results. Political and legal firestorm for Chris Collins. Throughout my tenure in Congress, I have followed all rules and all ethical guidelines. As long as he intends to remain a candidate, he controls that destiny. I think it'd be very difficult to even replace Collins on the ballot at this point. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. What a whirlwind 24 hours or so. Insider trading charges leveled against Western New York Republican Congressman Chris Collins. He's arraigned, pled not guilty, then came home. Over the years, I invested heavily in Innate became the company's largest shareholder. And held an evening news conference, which was more of a statement than anything else. More on that in a moment. But first... On the evening of June 22nd, 2017... The charges leveled against Collins as detailed by U.S. Attorney Jeffrey Berman. Congressman Collins was at a congressional picnic. And at 6.55, he received an email from the CEO of Innate informing him of the horrendous news that the drug had failed its trial. At 7.10 p.m., Congressman Collins responded to that email. So as the indictment alleges, at least at 7.10 p.m., Congressman Collins was aware of the inside information. A minute later, Congressman Collins attempts to call his son. In a period of five minutes, there are six unsuccessful calls. On the seventh call at 7.16 p.m., as alleged in the indictment, Congressman Collins illegally tips his son Cameron about the drug trial results so that his son Cameron could trade on those results. Later that evening, on June 22nd, after Cameron Collins has the illegal insider trading information, Cameron Collins drives with his fiancée to his fiancée's parents' house. They arrive at the house at 9.17 p.m. Less than 20 minutes later, at 9.34 p.m., the fiancée's mother is on the phone with her broker beginning the process of selling her shares of Innate. The next morning on June 23rd at 7.42 a.m., Cameron Collins begins the process of selling his shares of Innate. Then, hours after entering the not guilty plea, Collins came home. Over the years, I invested heavily in Innate became the company's largest shareholder. And faced a hungry and inquisitive press corps. Without my investments and steadfast financial support, the company would have gone under, bringing with it a premature end to a drug 
I truly thought would revolutionize treatment options for secondary progressive MS. Of all the things I wanted to accomplish in my life, finding a cure for secondary progressive MS was at the top of the list. After years of blood, sweat, and tears, we firmly believed we were on the verge of a medical breakthrough. Sadly, despite showing great initial promise, the drug was ultimately shown to be unsuccessful, which is a setback for all those suffering from this deadly disease. Many have speculated about my relationship with Innate. Here are the simple facts. My connections with the company are well known. I believe I acted properly and within the law at all times with regard to my affiliation with Innate. Throughout my tenure in Congress, I have followed all rules and all ethical guidelines when it comes to my personal investments, including those with Innate. When it became clear that the drug I and others believed in fell short of our hopes and expectations, I held on to my shares rather than sell them. As a result, the significant investment I made in the company, worth millions of dollars, were wiped out. That's okay. That's the risk I took. My real concern lies with the millions of people suffering from secondary progressive MS who to this day struggle without life-saving treatments for their deadly disease. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I am proud of my affiliation with Innate. I may have lost most of the money that I invested in the company, but I took the chance to bring relief to those who deal with the dreadful disease of secondary progressive MS every day. Collins abruptly ended the session by walking away, not entertaining any questions. Uh, I have not uh, talked to Congressman Collins for some time, really. So, I, you know, I was kind of taken by surprise yesterday, just like everybody else. It all leaves the chairman of the Republican Party of Erie County, Nick Langworthy, scratching his head and wondering what's next. And I, I don't believe either side, you know, tried to contact each other. It, you know, he was obviously very occupied yesterday, given... Uh, his travel and, and his time in New York City. Um, you know, it was a very difficult day. What is your role going forward now? Because obviously this race that uh, we've heard from all of our analysts was pretty solidly in a Republican district. Uh, they were expecting Chris Collins to kind of uh, walk his way to a victory. People now saying it's absolutely in contention. What changes in your role going into November? Well, I, I mean, my role is to to run the Republican Party and, and to oversee, you know, all of the the candidacies and how how they interact with each other. Um, you know, in, in terms of a federal race, the county Republican Party can't have as much day to day involvement because the funding. Um, you know, we take corporate donations. The federal campaigns have to be completely independent of corporate donations. Therefore. Uh, the, the party cannot expend on behalf of these candidates. That's why the national committees come into these sorts of races. Um, you know, Congressman Collins in his remarks last night says he's going to remain a candidate. I mean, I, I take that as uh, uh, where he's at at this point. Um, I, I do the period of nominations closed, uh, you know, with primary day being June 20. 6th, I believe. Uh, so that's in the rearview mirror. So as long as he intends to remain a candidate, he controls that destiny. Nick, what did you make of his news conference last night? We talked to Michael Caputo this morning, who said he didn't think that the congressman did himself any favors. I'm not sure um, 
why his attorneys had him uh, call the news conference. But um, I do think he wanted to say his piece. I mean, he talked a lot about his biographical information, his business career. I mean, the strange thing of this, um, you know, this indictment doesn't really involve his public service. It's it's really about his, his private companies. Um, so it, it, it's um, you're on a two-track situation here where he was talking about his career in, in the private sector and in his investments, which obviously we've all known for a long time. Chris Collins has a lot of business uh, arrangements and, and has uh, had a lot of successful companies. But uh, this has obviously, you know, been a point of controversy for some time. Uh, and, um, you know, he has to now go fight this uh, in court and, and, and do what he can. He says he's going to try to clear his name, and I take him at his word that he's going to try to do that. Would it be possible at this point for another name to be put on the ballot if Collins did pull out of the race? Um, I, You know, attorneys are researching all options, given that we, we didn't know what, you know, Congressman Collins' position was going to be and, and still have not had those conversations uh, you know, it, 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 this is a fairly fresh situation. Uh, I do believe there are avenues uh, to place him on the ballot, uh, but I'm not uh, positive of that yet. How serious of a case do you think this is? And what would your advice be to Congressman Collins? Would you want him to stay in or would you want him to resign? Well, I, I certainly, uh, I, I assume at some point I will talk to Congressman Collins and we'll, we'll share that conversation at that time. I mean, this is this is surprising news that everybody's... Uh, uh, really taken aback by again, as you said, this was uh, kind of a, uh, a sleepy race. Um, you know, Congressman Collins spent a lot of time out in his district, uh, la- largely outside of even the Erie County orbit because it's eight counties uh, in in breadth. But he, uh, I, I, we really believe that this was not on the forefront. So uh, you know, everyone was taken by surprise. I'm very surprised that the U.S. Attorney brought charges this late in a uh, federal campaign after the periods of nominations are there. I think that this is the latest um, indictment against a, a member of Congress that's ever happened uh, in terms of closeness to the election. So, um, and I think that's an unfortunate situation uh, because it, it undoubtedly will have an impact on this race. Uh, here is a uh, part of what Collins had to say yesterday. Take a listen. Because my focus is to defeat the charges in court, after today, I will not address any issues related to innate immunotherapeutics outside of the courtroom. This is now the biggest issue by far in this particular campaign, in this election. Can he really go between now and November without answering any questions about his involvement in this? Um, I I don't think that's realistic uh, at all. Going into this firestorm, Collins was a heavy favorite in a heavily favored GOP district. He did have Democratic opposition, however. We knew this was coming. Democratic challenger Nathan McMurray just hours after the news broke. This is not some big surprise. I've been talking about this since the first day I got in the race. I got in the race because of this. I said, look, we can't have a guy representing us who's just trying to steal and cheat us. The the problem I have is how come so many people close their eyes to it? How come I, you know, I was receiving um, messages or, or comments from the leadership of the same people that nominated him saying this is all a lie and garbage and how he's going to be vindicated by the people of Western New York. If the people of Western New York vindicate this man for what he's done, considering this history, it's not this, this issue, but the many, many, many issues that are building up, that's on them. But I believe in the people of NY27, and I think we are going to have a victory, and it's going to be a historic victory. 
And guess what? We're going to keep having victories for the people of NY27 for years to come because I'm going to go to D.C. and I'm going to remember where I come from. I'm going to remember I'm one of seven who grew up hungry with my mom, raising us by myself, and I'm going to be that same fighter I was on Sweeney Street in North Tonawanda for the rest of my life. You know, the American politics is about the fundamentals, and I think that's something we ignored in 2016, focusing on the, the candidates in the race. We welcomed in studio with Susan and Brian on WBEN Thursday, Jacob Nyheisel, political expert from UB. The fundamentals showed strong Republican and you know, it was a close victory for a Republican candidate. Here, the fundamentals of American politics definitely disadvantage the party that controls the White House in the midterm elections. And that's held in all but two or three elections over the last couple hundred years. And it uh, that's a, a really tough road to, to go down if you're a Republican right now and you're running for Congress. Joined live in studio by UB professor of political science, Jacob Nyheisel, looking at the race now and i think you can probably call it a race now when maybe you couldn't before in new york 27 after the collins indictment what chance does nate mcmurray have we talked a little bit about the money that might be flowing in for nate mcmurray but also we were talking a little bit off the air about the attention that now flows in for nate mcmurray people are now going to be paying attention to what he has to say absolutely uh if you're a challenger, the biggest struggle you're going to have in any congressional race is going to be name recognition. Incumbents have it in spades. They have all the tools of the institution at their disposal to get their name out there, to advertise, take credit for things, take positions on a number of issues. And challengers traditionally don't have those avenues to, to get their name out there. And, well, nothing like this to, to make everybody pay attention to uh, the, the challenger in this case. You know, the Democrats largely were ignoring McMurray. Uh, he was really running on his own here. This is going to be uh, quite the turnaround for some of them, right? Right. I, w I would look to, to see money pouring in, um, likely from the DCCC, which is, is going to, to be very strategic about where they put their money. Now they just put a new race on their map for, for ones that are gettable. Uh was, uh, you know, going to Susan's point, we heard those remarks from Governor Cuomo, uh, I think about a month ago now, when he said that uh, Nate McMurray, maybe not the strongest challenger, he would rather have Kathy Hochul in there. In retrospect, now that we have this news, uh, might that have been uh, the case? Might the Democrats have been better off uh, turning to somebody like Kathy Hochul, who may have been better poised to jump on this? I mean, hindsight being twenty twenty, absolutely. Uh, if you knew something this, like this was coming down the pike, um, yes, put somebody in there who has immediate name recognition, who can command an audience, um, courtesy of having held the seat before. Uh, it just becomes another dynamic to that race that's going to draw attention. Um, I'm not sure how much of a bump that would have been, but certainly would have put the Democrats in a better position to win that seat. You know, we're asking on WBEN.com of our listeners if they think the indictment against Collins will lead to his resignation. You know, we are three months away from the November midterm. Yes or no? It's almost split down the middle. 52% are saying yes, 48% no. But that being said, if he did still resign, how difficult would that be for the Republicans to get somebody else in there? Oh, it's going to be a, a terrible difficulty. Uh, I'm not an expert on uh, ballot law in the state of New York. Um, I think it'd be very difficult to even replace Collins on the ballot at this point. Moreover, who do you find in who's ready to go and has name recognition and money to, to make a real run at it? You know, let me, let me bring this up, too. Collins was the first member of Congress to support President Trump. Do you find the timing of this indictment at all suspect? Be, you know, being three months before the election? 
Um, not really. Uh, <laughs> um, I've always been uh, one telling my students, wherever you see conspiracy theory, think um, in, in something along the lines of uh, incompetence. Uh, I think it was just probably the time for, for this to happen, and I, I didn't really read much more into that. Um, but the timing of that does play into narratives about a deep state, about those who are against Trump and his supporters. And so that's a likely retort for Republicans in that district to say, well, it's just you know more evidence that fits with my own biases regarding what's likely to, to happen here and, and the forces that are after my people. Now what? As we so often say at the end of this podcast, time will tell. You can read, hear, and see a lot more at WBEN.com. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.